Welcome to the Stormy Night Stories podcast. Today's episode will be called The Silent Hero. The Emerald Serpents and the Amethyst Spiders, two factions on a dwindling battlefield. The serpents came from on high in the mountains, placing honor above anything else. The spiders came from a dank swamp in the south. The proud warriors who wore the emblem of the serpents and the magic-wielding mages who swore allegiance to the spiders. They both fought endlessly to claim victory, leaving many damaged in their wake. One such victim was Dahlia, a respected knight of the Emerald Serpents. In her prime, she would wear bright steel armor and wield a hulking greatsword. But in this story, she wore a hospital tunic and bandages from head to toe. She lay in bed against a window of an old log cabin. Lanterns danced on the mahogany walls, protecting her from the flurries of the snow outside. As she counted the hours until nightfall, the rickety door flung open to let in a burst of chilly air. It quickly closed behind a tall, young woman, dressed in ornate purple robes. On her chest sat the unmistakable brooch of the amethyst spiders. Her garb was impressive, but couldn't compare to the elegance of the Emerald Serpent's royal garb. Right, you gotta behave this time, the woman in purple barked as she walked up to Dahlia's bed. Dahlia rolled her eyes, trying to look at anything but her. Look, I get it. I'm an amethyst spider. You're an Emerald Serpent. But it's my job to help anyone who comes to this hospital, she continued as she sat down on the foot of the bed. With my healing magic, I could get you out of here in no time. Dahlia broke her act of ignorance to give the woman a death stare. She responded with a humph and stood up with speed and dignity. Fine, stick to those dirty old bandages. But don't think I didn't read the medical report. You got blasted in the throat by a fireball spell, yeah? If you don't let me help, you'll never speak another word again. The woman in purple moved swiftly to the door. She opened it once more to let the chill of the outside in yet again. The name's Cheryl, by the way. Not that you care. As those final words left her mouth, Cheryl slammed the door shut and left Dahlia with her thoughts. Looking around the sad hospital ward for anything to keep her busy, Dahlia's eyes shifted to the rugged nightstand next to her. She found a thick book, its pages old and yellow, sitting comfortably on top of it. She hadn't seen this book before. Then again, She never paid much attention to this nightstand anyway. But something about the book was calling to her. And so, she reached out for it. 
She grabbed its thick spine and brought it to her chest. The hard black cover seemed to be embroidered with gold. She removed the heavy buckle from its mouth and opened to a random page. What she found gave her a chill unlike anything she had experienced on the battlefield. Dear Diary, Some hero I am. I can't even wipe my bum in these bandages, let alone swing a sword. Imagine training your whole life just to become target practice for some snobby mage. Cowards, the lot of them. And that prissy healer girl, does she really think I'm going to accept her help? Healing magic. I can't even think of a cheaper way to get better. There's no honour in healing instantly with a few hand gestures. Honestly, it would be like a worm living inside me, constantly reminding me I failed to heal on my own. I swear, if I could find the one who did this to me, I'd rip him from his comfy little watchtower and... Well, I suppose it's too late now. It's possible I may never fight again. Unless I... No. No, she's an amethyst spider anyway. I don't need them. I don't need anyone. The words were so articulately put on the page, so beautifully written, that it was hard to believe that she didn't write them. And yet, she most certainly did not. She had never seen the diary before, let alone had any desire to write in it. What's more, she had no access to any writing utensils. She furiously flipped through the pages to see if there were any more clues, but all she found were blank pages after the one she read. I forgot my coat, Cheryl proclaimed as she barged back into the room. As she did, Dahlia frantically fumbled with the book before shoving it under her pillow. She clamped her eyes shut, pretending to be asleep. This got a confused glance from Cheryl, not believing her act. It didn't matter, though, as it was mere seconds later that Cheryl took her leave. Dahlia, alone once again, found it difficult to open her eyes back up. And so, her body decided to put a bookmark on this most unusual day. The next morning was hot inside the insulated cabin. Dahlia woke up in a mire of her own sweat as she looked around the dull room. With bandages covering half her body, it wasn't hard to imagine why. She could already hear Cheryl's nagging in her head. She would tell Dahlia that the bandages were impractical at best, and at worst, had a chance of giving her a fungus. And the only thing Dahlia hated more than a nag was a nag who was right. A few hours later, and with heavy footsteps, Cheryl entered once again, peering at Dahlia the moment she did. Jeez, trying to grow a mushroom farm out of your armpits. Right on cue. So how about it? Cheryl impatiently stood over Dahlia, like a queen looking down at her subject. Her arms were crossed, 
and her lips seemed to be twitching. Dahlia, on the other hand, was unfazed. She looked out the window, counting the snowflakes that fell from the sky. Seriously, you can't keep this up forever. Give me the thumbs up and I'll make you good as new. No response. You absolute fungus-eating, dirt-sniffing, brick-headed, stuck-up brat! Am I not good enough for you? Is that it? You want to be in a cushy little castle in your home kingdom, eh? Upset that they stuck you in the boonies because you couldn't pay for proper care. Well, I'm so sorry you're stuck with a worthless healer such as myself. You're not the only one who's been abandoned, you know. Cheryl, as red as the roaring fireplace in the center of the ward, took a deep breath after her rant. As moisture rose from her eyes, she quickly covered her face and darted out of the building. A feeling of tightness found Dahlia's chest. It was the only thing keeping her company as Cheryl left the ward. It was a sort of reminder of Cheryl's absence as the hours ticked by. Dahlia liked being alone ever since checking into the hospital, but this time was different. This feeling would not go away, and it felt worse than the most annoying nags that Cheryl would give her. With this feeling in mind, she reached for her pillow. In doing so, she found the old diary once again. She opened to a random page and read what was inside. Dear Diary, As I suspected, this book takes my innermost feelings and puts them onto paper. My feelings? Funny, this tightness in my chest, I'm not really sure what it is. I've had no time for fear, sadness, or really any kind of emotion on the battlefield. Well, perhaps that's not entirely true, because the one emotion that has remained by my side throughout my time as a knight is anger. Anger at the amethyst spiders, anger at the many friends who've died at the hands of magic, perhaps even anger at myself. All my life I've hated magic. I've thought it was cheating. I mean, you learn to mumble a few words and before you know it, you're blasting people with fireballs. People who've trained their whole lives. But then again, maybe if I trained harder, I could have dodged it. Now I realise that was just a cop-out. It isn't about mages or warriors, spiders or serpents. I just blamed everyone else for my own failures. And being a victim with a grudge seemed a lot easier than growing as a fighter. How pathetic is that? Even still, I've had no reason to be angry at Cheryl. I was wrong. I do need her help. Cheryl, I'm sorry. The question is, why would she try so hard to help me if she seems to hate me so much? I think I have a plan to figure this out tomorrow. As the white, ice-coated landscape reflected light into Dahlia's eyes, she slowly emerged from her slumber the next morning. She had the book pressed against her side, 
her arm wrapped around it like ivy growing around an ancient relic, protecting the secrets within. It was at this point that she truly realized what pain she was in. The haze of contempt she felt before was a suitable pain distractor, but now as she faced her truest adversity, she realized how broken she really was. Half of her face was covered in a large bandage, only revealing one eye. Her neck was shrouded in a thick brace, making it hard to breathe. Swallowing the liquid meals that Cheryl would feed her brought about a seething pain, which reminded her she had not received such meals for a couple days now, making her feel frail and helpless. The burn had even spread down to her arm, making it hard to adjust herself in bed. As she laid there, taking this all in for perhaps the first time, her eyes began to water. Her nose tingled as she sniffed in the smoky air of the ward, and just as she begun to break down, the door swung open. The vibrant purple of Cheryl's robes came into Dahlia's view, and her tears instantly faded away. Look, I know you hate me, but I have a job to do. You need to eat right away. I won't take no for an answer. Dahlia smiled at Cheryl, like welcoming an old friend back home, and tried the best she could to nod her head. Uh, great. Hungry, are we? I'll be right back. But before Cheryl could turn around, Dahlia stretched her good arm out to show her the diary. She held it steady up to Cheryl's face, internally pleading for her to take it. For me? Fine. Let's have a look, then. You're really giving me the heebie-jeebies today, you know that? She took the book from Dahlia and flipped to the pages that were folded at the corners. As her eyes glided across the pages, her facial expression seemed to change every two seconds, but her eyes nearly bulged out of her head when she flipped to the third entry. Dear Diary, Who does this Doria think she is? Is this supposed to make me feel better? So she hates her life and everything in it, it's not my problem. Like I said before, she isn't the only one who's been abandoned. I wonder what she would think if she knew about my life. If she knew that I was the worst healer out of three sisters. That I wasn't good enough to serve my nation. And was banished to a neutral hospital ward. Serving spiders and serpents alike. This ward is for people who can't afford health care in their home nations. In other words, I'm just the last resort. The bottom of the barrel. Come to think of it, why haven't I told her? As I continue reading these entries, I can see her facing herself. She admits to being stubborn, to putting her pride above all else. So why can't I do the same? I mean... For God's sake, I haven't even been feeding my own patient for the past couple days. That's why I'm here. 
not because of my magic ability. And she still greeted me with a smile when I got here. How selfish am I? That's it. I'm not running away from this anymore. Dahlia, I'm sorry. Once Cheryl finished reading, she closed her eyes, lowered her head, and gave the book back to Dahlia. As Dahlia read the tear-stained words, it became clear that they were more alike than they first thought. With a diary of feelings that not even they realized they had, there was no reason left to fight. Dahlia gingerly removed her neck brace to reveal a bloody burn wound, to which Cheryl reached out and touched. A brilliant white glow emanated from her hand, and Dahlia's rippled skin began to mend as it became smooth and white again. We've still got some work to do, but this is a great start, Cheryl said warmly. And as she got up to prepare Dahlia's food, she heard something that, not even in a war's age, she thought she would ever hear. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Stormy Night Stories podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider checking the links down below.